What is going on, guys? It is Jordan. I'm excited you guys are back. Today's podcast is awesome. Rasta Boss is in the house with me today. But if you have not left a review on our podcast, what are you doing? <laughs> it helps us out a lot. If you haven't already, please do it. Also, go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com. Put in your email. We want you to be at our first virtual community event, which we're doing next month. We'll send you all the info. Ross the Boss in the house. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. What up, everybody? Me and Ross the Boss. <laughs> We're back. We're back again with another day, and uh, how, how's your day going, Ross? How, how's it's right now? It's Thursday. People are listening to this. It's Friday, but how's your Thursday going? Uh, I'm, I I just keep remembering that meme of that little black kid, and he's like, "I'm sick of living through traumatic world experiences," <laughs> and I just keep thinking that I'm just so sick of being like, "Oh, what's in the news today?" Probably something explosive that drastically changes everybody's opinion if they pay attention to it. Uh, and I, so I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm worn out of watching all of it, you know? I just wish the world was normal. And people think that, like, that me and you prefer for this kind of environment to, like, be a thing so that we can have, like, you know, a role in it. But. There couldn't be anything further from the truth. I would so much rather be talking about funny stuff and not worrying about whether my kids yeah. are going to be under the thumb of the government concerning what goes in their bloodstream for the next 70 years. Like, I'm so much more concerned with that than I am. Uh, it's, I'm just, I'm, it's a burden, dude. Talking well, about this is a burden. It's, it's so true. I mean, dude, before, before November 3rd, I didn't really care about politics. You know, I mean... And I, I don't even know if a lot of people even know. I mean, but I mean, you you worked in, I mean, you worked in a ton of different sales companies. Myself, I've worked in the music industry my whole life, and so politics was the last thing. I mean, it's always interested. Me. I mean, I've always been interested in politics. Like, I want to know where our country's doing good. Like, I've been an entrepreneur since I was, you know, since I was twenty years old. Um, but I never thought that I would ever be talking about t- politics on a daily basis. Dude, I'd, I'd rather be watching Yankees games, watching basketball games, but like it sucks because politics and the social justice movement has ruined literally everything. Like I couldn't believe when I was watching basketball last year and we had Black Lives Matter on the basketball court and like it just – it ru- like it ruins everything. Um and then obviously, yeah. you know, what we saw on November 3rd and January 6th, it caused us to get into this fight, man, because, you know, it, it's, it's, there's a guy named Andrew, Andy Frisella who I, you know, I've been li- listening to for a while and dude's got like 2 million followers um, and he's never talked about politics. He's always been about entrepreneurship, making money, being healthy. He's the guy that uh, started the 75 Hard Challenge. And over these last two months, man, he's changed his podcast I mean, complete 180. And he's gone all in on politics and freedom and fighting for freedom. And he's, he is putting his business um, on the line. And the reason why, because he's like, there is no, I mean, 
he's so blunt. He's like, there is no point about talking about money and entrepreneurship when the freedoms that give us that opportunity are literally under threat right now. Um, and it's just really encouraging to hear guys like him who have a huge following has so much more to risk than me and you. Um, hey, you he know, follows me. Yeah. No, yeah. He follows, he follows both of us. Dude, that's cool. I've never even seen this guy. Oh, dude, he's, he's the man. Like his, he's, I, I listen to his podcast. Well, uh, I, you know, what you're saying is I think normal people are starting to realize that the threat, the actual threat is three months away. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, Ben Shapiro used to say things like, I, I think that maybe my grandparents or my grandchildren's grandchildren might have to deal with something. I think people who are just normal Americans are starting to go, I think I might end up having to deal with this if I don't say something right now. And that's exactly right. It's exactly right. It's, it's exactly where we are. And that's but why I love, I love what you said, though, that the Black Lives Matter sign on the basketball floor, you know, the way I explained it um, for this sitcom fundraiser that we're doing, it's like you're eating a brownie. And it's like you're enjoying it, and then they slide a turd of propaganda into the yeah. brownie, and you're just supposed to keep eating yep. and act like they didn't just try to brainwash you. But it's like an offense yep. to anybody that's paying attention that you just tried to brainwash me to get me to believe something that's not accurate because really the whole message isn't quite accurate. And all of it leads to the demise of America, and it's offensive when that happens, and rightfully so. So it does make it so that you withdraw from some of the places that you were getting your peace from, like watching basketball or watching, uh, watching freaking I mean, baseball. Dude, Nike. Well, I mean, like yeah. it, it's having it's, a nice pair of Nikes, bro. Like I'm like, now I feel like I'm literally funding like Antifa. Dude, I, I watched, I mean, when I was watching the Olympics, which, you know, I'm glad I did because 99% of the, the athletes that represent America love were this proud. country. They were yeah. proud. They stood, um, I mean, really, the only per- really the only group of people that I saw, and I watched because I was in the hospital during the Olympics the entire time. So I watched every. <laughs> I watched. I can tell you every day. <laughs> there was sports I didn't even know existed. Like there was this. There, I mean, just the craziest sports that I had no idea existed. I watched them all, uh, but really, it was only the women's soccer team that didn't didn't really you know they, there was controversy about it. And uh, it's so funny. Hope Solo came out this past week. Who was? I don't know if you remember her. She was the goalie for the like when the girls were incredible, and she hit Megan uh, Rapone or whatever her name is. Yeah, no, she called her a bully or something, didn't she? Yeah, she said she bullies the woman into kneeling. And so, I mean, there's probably girls, and still, I mean, I still lose respect for them, even if you are bolded into it. But I mean, you have girls on that team that probably kneel just. To, to save themselves the wrath of Megan. Um, yeah, that's what that's what Hope said. Yeah, that's what Hope somebody, said. Somebody said that Hope doesn't even know that because she wasn't on the team at the time of the thing or something like that. And I'm like, you think people who used to be on teams don't oh, I'm talk sure to people who are on teams? Exactly. She's close. You, and girls, dude, oh my God, bro. <laughs> They talk. <laughs> dude, dude, chicks, women be talking. Bro, all I'm saying is, yo, they will spill their guts to their yep. old buddies. If they connected in the right way with one of the people and they felt safe, they're going back there to talk shit. Yeah. You remember Megan. You can't believe what she's doing right now. So, yo, whoever said she's not on the team under undervalues the power of the grapevine. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I was talking about the Olympics and the Nike, and I was going on Bunny Trail there. 
But when I was watching the Olympics, Nike had this one commercial. And in this commercial is this girl, and she's talking about the women's soccer team. And she's like, you know, woman and the greatest dynasty ever, more than Alexander the Great, more than – and she started going through even American history. She's like, even through the racism, even through the hatred, even through the oppression, women are here to stay. We are the greatest – and they're showing like the women's soccer team. Like the women's soccer team, one, is the greatest dynasty ever in the world right they're trying to say women and they're trying to like apply that to the 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 women's yeah until they played until they played the 15 year old and younger (laughs) dallas team and got whomped five to zero (laughs) because teenage boys smoked them until they played sweden and law i mean they lost to sweden they came in third place greatest dynasty in the world and and it's it sucks honestly it sucks the fact that in my heart I wanted them to lose. Right. Like the, my own country that was representing me. I should never feel that way. I right. should never like, feel that way. You hate this country so bad. Yes. And we love it so much. We love what it stands for so much. And I think that's a good delineation because there's a lot of people out there that would be like, you love what America's done? And it's like, no. No. I don't agree with what they did in Syria, what they did in Libya, what they did in Afghanistan, what they did in Iraq, what they did in Iran, what they did in Pakistan, what they did in Korea, and what they did in Vietnam. No, I'm, look, there's one fundamental thing about most people on the, on the conservative side right now is that we are not hook, line, and sinker pro-Republicans. Yeah. We, are, we, we have been red-pilled. We have been shown things that have made us understand that there has been such large swaths of corruption – that you weren't getting pure Republican policies or pure Democrat policies. Like, I, like I, I guarantee you if somebody who just had allegiance to Democrat ideals or Republican ideals, it would look nothing like what is happening on the left and right right now. Right. It would look more like what Rand Paul is always doing. Exactly. Like Rand Paul is one of the staples where I like – but anyway, the point of this is, is that we don't think Trump was the end-all, be-all. We saw Trump as the only hope to do something in the direction that we felt like was the right way to go. That's it. So that's why Trump is the quote-unquote savior. It's not because we actually admire Trump and all of his facets. In fact, most of us are angry because of the way that he pushed out warp speed and, and, and the way that he kind of didn't do something more about this election integrity stuff when he could have done something more. And by that, I do not mean thwart results. I mean expose as much as you can about whether there was or was not corruption in the election. Um, but so anyway, man, I'm just like, I'm, people, people are awake. There's one big group of people that don't even know they're political yet. It's anybody that has woken up, and by woken up, I mean you've done seven minutes of research on something, and at the end of your research, you realized, number one, lies were happening on a mass scale, and number two, the lies are intentionally disadvantaging all of us versus the elite. If you are in that category of thought, you're already part of the Great Awakening. Oh, honestly, I feel like I, I feel like I don't have a party. Even I mean, I it hurts to call myself Republican right now. I mean, when you look at what, when you look at what the senators just passed with this infrastructure bill, 19 senators, including Lindsey Graham. I mean, supposedly Lindsey Graham was so close, and what 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 you know. What Donald Trump did and got our attention and why we 
fell in love with the movement and why the movement grew wasn't because he was Republican or even conservative because the dude is probably the least conservative Republican ever to run for office. Seriously. Donald Trump, what, got, what caught our eye in our ear was the America first policies. It was the America – like we are done with America last and it is all about America first. And that is – that was it. Like it was so nice to hear someone finally say, hey, we're done taking care of everyone else but ourselves. Like, it, was like when a, it was like when the foreman comes onto the construction scene and he's got videotape of what's been happening for the last three days. Yeah. And, then he just, and then he just gets <laughs> in front of everybody who funded the entire build and he's just like, Bill – Acts like he's swinging a hammer for the camera. Doesn't ever actually swing a hammer. You can look at how many nails he's put in. He's been on the same piece of wood for four days now, everybody. John says he goes to get concrete. He gets meth and weapons and then sells whatever concrete he was getting from everybody. And so that's not even working. And then look, the freaking house isn't even getting built. Yeah. You know, So it's like that's, that's why people loved Trump. Because he walked in and goes, what the hell are you guys doing? And, and this is clearly ass backwards. And, 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 then, he ex- and then he exposed all, their, all of their back-end deals and he exposed all the contracts where they were actually – you know, everything. He exposed the media. He expo- and that's why it's like – again, like there are plenty of reasons to give Trump crap. There's so many conservatives right now on social media. They're, they're pounding Trump and, and like – Sure. And – there's that criticism is valid, but what that man has some of done, it, yeah, some of yeah, it is really valid. Yeah, but what that man has done for the for America in the last four years for global awareness, dude. No, there is no comparison. And yeah, if that no, man right. runs, for, if that man runs for office, the dude has my vote. Um, yeah, that's fair. Know. He still he still has my vote. You know, like you know, he still has my vote. I need I do need to hear him say a couple things here and there, just because, like. If you say a sentence like, if, if Biden gets in, the Chinese will owe the country after you took an oath to defend the country and you know that that's going to happen and you know that that's in the works. And even though like the justice system can't prove it, you have like unlimited amount of data that did prove it to you. Right. I, that, in my opinion, means that I have the expectation on you to attempt to stop it or to let the people like I'm not saying retain the presidency and don't let Biden in and all that. What I am saying is set up something where you make the entire population aware or something like that, where you halt yeah. everything, do the emergency broadcast thing and go, guys, I am telling you, I'm not saying I want to stay president. That's not what this is about. If you want me out, I'll get out, but I don't think your votes were real. And I, we need to call a national oh, I mean, emergency. But he's, I mean, he, he said that, I mean, he pushed it. Yeah, I mean, but he didn't push it hard enough. He said, why isn't this doing something? Why isn't this doing something? He should have done something. He, I mean, but he, something he talked, started. He talked. He was like, "They're going to steal this election." He talked about that beforehand. I mean, I so many times. But again, I I think I I really believe that the Biden administration getting in is a blessing in the long end because this is really, to who it, to, to who? Well, it's well, it is a curse in the short term, but in the long term, yeah. How many people I, die from freaking vaccine injuries? How many people die from you well, know? I mean, like, I'm I, with I you. Think, I, uh, yeah, but again, like, okay, yeah, big picture, yeah, like we can make, like, I get what you're saying. They have to see how evil it is, 
you know, or whatever. But it just seems like it's taken out families, dude. Like this, this thing is take. It's like, look how many families were having Thanksgiving and Christmas together, and now they're not. And now they're why, not. And why is this, why is that? Because are you, ta- are you number, talking uh, specifically of, of deaths or division? Uh, no, unva- yeah, division, unvaccinated, vaccinated division to the degree that it is without Trump, like putting, be, you know, it's like the Biden administration is just amplifying it to the best degree that they can. And that's like, ugh. Yeah, I mean. But I'm but with I, you. But, I, I'm but with I, you. I wouldn't put that on Trump. Would you? What, the, the fact mean, I, that he did I mean, dude, I'd well, put. I honestly, think if he was in, maybe the blame, it would have less. the blame for COVID, the blame for this entire charade, the entire thing is. I mean, Wuhan, like, yeah. the the fact that we that people, unvaccinated and vaccinated people, are mad at each other more than China is. I mean, that is that's yeah, who we should done, all be pissed off about right a, now. They've done a really great job. They, I mean, China, and it's not even just China hard. either. Google, Facebook. Yep. Instagram, the National, the National Twitter, Institute of Health, the WHO, Fauci, yeah, the World Health, like all these individuals, they were the ones that were supposed to be in control of this crap, and they went in the backyard and made meth, and yeah. they were the babysitter, and they brought it inside, and then we all started getting sick, and we started getting mad at each other, and then the babysitter comes back around with the solution, and, and the left is like, oh, well, the babysitter's got to help us now, and the conservatives are still just looking at them like, bitch, that's the same babysitter that was making meth. <laughs> yeah. Why the heck? I mean, it's you have, when you have the CDC and the WHO completely contradicting each other all the time. Why the hell are we like it? It makes no sense to me. I don't know how these organizations have taken over the laws and legislation that we have in place as a nation. It, it makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, they skipped right over like authority chains, man. Like it, it, chains of this, authority. Well, it's this emergency. Authorization yeah, author- power. Yeah, dude. Scary. And that's it is why, scary, man. And that is why I moved to Florida. It's why I left Los Angeles. It's why I got the hell out of California. Um, but wild times, wild times. Well, lot, lot to go over today. That was a long, great intro. Um, mm. Let's talk Afghanistan, man. Okay. We I'll we talk know about we what know, know we know what I mean we've seen the videos and uh there's a there's a lot to be said. But I mean for one <laughs> it's so funny. Today Biden said, you know, it, like Biden is completely clueless about everything, which to me is the scariest part. When I when I look at what's going on in Afghanistan, like for the first time in my life, for the first time in my life, I can honestly, truly say that I don't feel safe as an American. And the reasoning, because I don't trust our military. I trust, I mean, there's so many patriots in there. We have the of power. Course. We have, like, we right. have. If we, all, if we all talked at one moment and said, hey, let's make sure we do this, then we're good. Yes. You know, and I would feel safe again because we'd have the upper hand and we, you know, whatever. But like 100 percent, you're right. Like they're, you know, these vaccine mandates and everything, you know, they're, they're getting rid. They're getting rid of all of the resistors right now that are in the military. And they're getting replaced by a bunch of blue hair, uh, purple hair losers who are going to go in the military, make it weak, make it about anything but 
what the military has traditionally stood for. Right. They're just making a mockery out of everything, bro. And, and it's and not. And it's not the it's actual. It's not the actual. Not the ninety-nine percent of the military. When I say I don't trust, it's the the leaders that the Biden administration has put in place. I mean, when you have the Secretary of Defense Lloyd tell tell on national television today that we don't have the capability to go into Afghanistan and collect and, and go and get all of the Americans. I mean, there's over 10,000 Americans right now. And sure, there's a debate. Should we pay tax, pay your dollar to go there? And, you know, I say yes. Like, if there's, there's no reason why these 10 to 30,000 Americans were not given a tip or heads up, hey, we're about to clear... And Afghanistan yeah. is about to have some – and the Taliban are going to take over. Let alone we're going to leave all of our weapons and, and our, our planes and our copters and our, our cars. I mean when, the fact that we just left and left that for the Taliban to take. We, Americans are getting five dollars gas a gallon with the Biden admin. The Taliban just got funded completely. <laughs> like that, that. This is the trade-off that we are getting right now. And I'm sorry, the Brits. Three hundred forty thousand Brits were trapped back in in Dunkirk, and Churchill sent fishing boats across the Channel to rescue every single one. And then you're telling me that our Secretary of Defense is telling me that they can't go and rescue ten. Thousand Americans in this day and age, you can't do it. Yeah, it has to be bullshit. Well, so like that's the scary thing, bro. Is it's like we all know what the scary thing is. I don't have to beat the dead horse, man. Like this, the reason it's scary is because the dudes that we were supposed to trust to be, you know, Lady Liberty is blindfolded with scales in her hand for a reason, and it's because she's not supposed to be biased. Yep. Same thing with the Supreme Court justices. They're not supposed to be biased. They're supposed to be following the Constitution as best as they can. And and the same thing's supposed to happen with our military leaders. They shouldn't have political opinions. They shouldn't have um, – I don't know. I don't even know what to say, man. Well, I mean, like, dude, when – Your mic is steadily falling. I know. It's it's uh, having a little, little game with my mic right now. We should never be at the place. I mean, think about this. The Taliban has control of 2,000 U.S. armored vehicles. 2,000. Do you know how much each one cost? No. $220,000. $220,000 for each armored vehicle. And there's two thousand. Dude, the, this is a it's a travesty, bro. And the fact that we just funded, dude, we literally just funded the Taliban army and air force. We created it. The Biden administration created the Taliban's army and air force. Funded it with U.S. missiles, drones, Ugh. Humvees, two hundred twenty thousand dollars a piece. Over two thousand of them. Dude, that's so stressful. It's so stressful, bro. I, I posted that video of that girl, that woman, shouting that you, Biden, have caused death to the world. I saw, I because saw that. Because the Taliban want to cause death to the world, and you just gave them 
all of the things that you needed to be able to do that. If you're a terrorist organization, what do you need? Weapons yeah. and ability to locate yourself quickly to do shit. Like they have more Black Hawk helicopters than 166 other nations in the world, dude. That is insane. You just made a terrorist organization. Like, let's just think, let's talk about this real quick. $80 billion worth of stuff. A billion dollars. What does a billion dollars get you? <laughs> what can it, what? So, okay, here's a really easy example. Um, the probably the most eloquent, amazing, um, luxury version of the biggest uh, boat that you can go on. One of them vessels, like you know, Royal Caribbean or something, a cruise ship, right? Is like between two hundred and five hundred million bucks for that giant of a thing. That's that's there, and we just gave them one hundred and sixty of those. Jesus, two hundred. You know, two hundred of those we just gave like. What a treat. US, I'm reading this tweet live right now. U.S. officials tell Reuters that the current intelligence indicates that the Taliban have controlled at least 2,000 U.S.-made armored vehicles and 30 to 40 aircrafts and an untold number of small arms. Bro, I mean this is – I'm sorry. The – I don't believe that this was just an accident, bro. There's, There's just, no it was not an accident. This, this was intentional. This was an intentional and that and dude, that's why dude, I, this is like out in the why is he not I don't understand. Why maybe it's because we they called for impeachment so often that we are like impeachment shy because of how shitty they were about it the yeah. whole time. But like if this is not an impeachable offense and the border is not an impeachable offense, what is? And where's Kamala? Where's Kamala? You know where Kamala is right now? She's flying to Singapore, the farthest country possible. <laughs> she is getting the hell out of here. She's like, I want nothing to do with this. Which, I mean, all the reports, Jack Posobiec, his sources are always solid. Jack Posobiec is dropping bombs. If you don't follow Jack Posobiec on, on Twitter, see someone to follow. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's always got the goodies. He, quote, this Apparently, is, this, Kamala and Biden are like at each other's throats a little bit. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is all over the news. You, she said, she was heard, quote, quote, you will not pin this shit on me. Kamala uh, Harris refuses to face the American people. After the I mean, I just couldn't believe that Biden, at the end of both of his speeches, when there's just reporters, you know, salivating because the American people have so much to say. And these right. are not right wing extremist reporters. These are normal ass reporters who have been giving him softball questions for for however long it's been asking him his flavor of ice creams. And is there something that the administration might do? Could you tell us a little something versus completely cornering questions like, um, you know, in 2015, you said that you had no deals with your son. Uh, we know that's not the case. Like, they would start off a question like that to Trump. Every single question was like that. And they were always lying about it. They have so much ammo now to be honest with those types of questions like me and you would do if we were asking him questions. And they finally got mad enough to yeah. be like, this is important. And Biden closes his notebook and walks Walk. away swiftly, yeah, as swiftly as he can on two different days, back into his little hut. People of the world, you should be ashamed of yourself if you are proud of this president right now and what he's doing. He's not to 
He's not taking responsibility. He is directly funding the actual beheading of women, of children. He is funding actual terror. The thing that we were supposed to do in Afghanistan to root out terrorism, at the end of it, he gave them more power. And it seems intentional, dude. I don't know how else to say it, man. And it's like I'm, I'm just – the America that we know is – we are at the last chance. Whatever transition happens over the next four years will either bring down everything that's ever been good or it will deliver um, us should, into an, a, 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 an age of absolute global freedom that sounds great. Charlie Kirk just tweeted that a Christian pastor of his that lives – that he is close to in Afghanistan – that there was a Christian family that was slaughtered last night in the middle of the night by the Taliban. It's it's sad. This is this blood is on the Biden administration, dude. It, what this, a mess up. The blood is on their hands, dude. Ugh, I need to make videos about this, man. I'm getting mad just thinking about it. Like, dude, it's, it's directly connected. And then and then, <laughs> and now we're sending troops back in there. It's like, all right, send them back in. Hey, kill some of our guys, and then we're going to start over our process when you just just could have stayed there anyway, dude. What a freaking mess. It's wild. Well, yeah, so um, I think it's probably time to connect to people who are prepared in this country if something, you know, was to begin to take shape of some kind of a thing. Like, I I talked about this a little bit on my Instagram story last night where – Looking at, I mean, we've all seen the videos. We've seen the videos of people tying themselves on a plane. Like they were willing to take the risk to tie themselves on a plane on the outside and hope to God that they make it to wherever that plane was going, which obviously they didn't. And we saw the videos of people falling from the sky. We saw people trying, you know, begging soldiers to let them in packing people in we've we've seen people running through the airports we've seen all the videos and what pisses me off and frustrates me more than anything is that we have privileged americans here in this country that have shitted on our country our freedoms our history everything they've called us racist they say that we're the most oppressive nation on on earth. They kneel they kneel for the flag. They don't stand for our military. They don't stand for the freedoms that are that we had been blessed with. And that now they're advocating for people to come here unvetted, which I'm not even getting into that debate. But now they're saying we need to bring people here. If we are such a shitty nation, then why, ha- why are you advocating for people to come here? And the reason why is because we live in the best country, the freest nation ever to be on this planet. And it, we should be grateful for the freedoms that we have. And that's why it makes me sick when I see people that they, they stomp on the flag, they're burning the flag in our cities and our streets. We have something to be grateful for. Ask any person that has lived under communism or li- that has not had the f- a free lived under a free nation. Ask any person that has lived under a dictatorship that now lives in America and tell me what their thoughts are about the United States of America, what that flag represents. 
I mean, they don't want to talk about that. They won't talk about that. You know, you got this girl, Yoon, Yoon May Park, that's gone, that's done her rounds in the conservative circle with Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan. And not that Joe Rogan's conservative. He's not at all, really. He, he's, he's like conservative about like don't trust the government, but like everything else, he's full liberal. Right. And uh, And she's coming from North Korea, and she's saying that like the same thought patterns that were in North Korea – when she came to Columbia, Columbus University or Columbia University, that's where she got the same kind of like – she started to like look around before she talked again like because of our universities. And it's like these people are so stupid. They don't get it. Nah, dude, they, 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 I, they really don't get it. No matter how many little nuanced things they think that me and you might be wrong on, the point is that we don't give full control to the people who have killed people before. Yeah. That's just the way you don't do things. And that's, Sorry. and that's and that's why we're fighting for medical freedom. That's why, like, again, when it comes to this vax, anti-vax, and again, we can, we can have discussions whether the vaccine is good, bad for you. I don't even want to go there because, really, like, I, I'm not an anti-vax person when it comes to this issue. Even though I'm, I know that there's debates and discussions and data and science that you can argue that that you should be. But this is why we're talking – like we should never give the government power. I love what Ross always says, over our bloodstream, what we put into our bloodstream. Um, and now like – It's just a wild step. It's like just, and, and it's so weird that they don't – like it doesn't register to them that that's kind of like a, an alarming step. It's like, yo, like two years ago, the government didn't tell you to do anything you know, compared to like what they're doing now. You know, we went from zero, you know, we went from three per, th- three out of 10 percent of, you know, government overreach where I would be like, I shouldn't have to pay money to have a fishing license or whatever. Like, that's stupid, you know, and a bunch of other things like that and telling me when I when I can and can't get a gun and all that. That's crazy. But we went from three to like nine. Yeah, we didn't go from like three to four we Went from like three to like nine where cool. now they're like, you can't leave your house and, you know, in some cities nine months ago. Kamala Harris, Omar, Cuomo, the media, Joe Biden were all leading the discussion of vaccine hesitancy because they were not in the White House. I posted a video today on my Instagram, and you can check it out. It's a three-and-a-half-minute video, and it's just going through all of them. And they're all like, I would not take the vaccine. I don't trust Trump. Cuomo's like, I don't trust the the FDA. I don't trust the federal government that's in in the White House right now. And they were all, even Omar, Omar said, we don't know what is in this vaccine. The studies aren't long enough. And we know that this vaccine could personally hurt us. Like you have all of these Democrats that fell in line when Trump was in office about the vaccine. And they were all blasting it. Joe Biden himself said, who's going to take the shot? It's in the video. You got, who's going to take the shot? We don't have enough time to study. Who's going to take the shot? That's literally what they've all been saying. And now we're at a place now where if you're, if you would dare to say the same thing that they said nine months ago, you're considered a domestic terrorist. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's the you know what that's a really great that's right. Y'all are nuts and the people that are in power are wielding it to destroy their political opponents and if you can't see that you aren't looking. 
you should be alarmed if you can't understand what we just said as a reason to be uh, somewhat skeptical about anything the government says, no matter what political affiliation you have. I want to go outside, bro, and take – I need to go buy a bow and arrow, and I need to shoot at the sky like in the Hunger Games, praying to God that this simulation movie wakes the frick up because I feel like I'm in the Hunger Games. I feel like we have these elites in District 1. <laughs> We're in District 10 right now, and District 1 is literally prepping for this all-out assault on it, half the damn nation. And I know it's not going to happen. Like we're, we're like I'm not I'm not there. I'm not completely black-pilled. Like I'm really not. But it just it's But I mean you they can did see classify their heart. like three groups of people that are kind of solely on the conservative side as actual terror threats. Yeah. Like anybody that questions COVID, anybody that questions the election, and anybody that takes steps to defend themselves if they think the government is going to become totalitarian. That's like 50% of the country at least, you know, 40% at least. And you've just classified all of them, which are enemies of the current regime. Uh, you've just classified all of them as terrorists, all those ideas. Like, explain that to me. You know, yeah. like, clearly you're trying to stomp out opposition so that it can't, it can't thrive because you're planning on doing something shitty. You ready for this? Democratic Congressman Richie Torres unveiled a new legislative effort to ban American, Americans that are opting to not get vaccinated taking domestic and international flights. The New York Congressman. They're about to propose a bill that would ban unvaccinated American citizens to fly. It'll never pass. But, I mean, just it just shows how absolutely insane these lefty commies are. It is un Dude, that's what it is. It's just commies. And you know what? For the longest time, I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like. Nah, dude, they're evil people. Yeah, and, and like I'm trying not to like land there because I have hope, but like it's so hard, man. Like I had that three-hour dialogue with that guy on the left the other day, and it was just me and him on a three-hour talk. And at the end of the three hours of me explaining the legitimate dangers of the government that supersede the threat of COVID uh, by far, and I gave him specific examples of why a lot of people are, that are conservative are more concerned about the government having the freedom and the rights to destroy your rights than we are about COVID being a legitimate threat to our health. Yeah. We like I'd rather everybody on the conservative side goes, yeah, kill one percent of us if you want, but that's better than killing forty percent of us because the government seems to do that whenever you give them full power. But so at the end of it, he still called me evil. He's like, I think you just want more people to die. Yeah, and I'm like. I can't help you at this point then, dude. If you really think that that's the reason that I'm concerned is because I would like, if possible, to perpetuate more death, we aren't cut from the same cloth because I don't I don't think anybody – well, there is like totally evil people, but like I try to don't, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt until they prove me wrong. All right. But I it's mean, like he's starting off at the fact that he thinks I'm just wanting people to die because I'm saying other drugs work. I had, and there's doctors I, I had that a, are saying I, other drugs work. I had a pastor last night. I mean, absolutely just trolling through all my posts and comment after comment. And just 50, I mean, he is hitting every person that commented and telling people how we're all lost causes and how, you know, I am. Uh, Obviously, I'm a perpetuator of misinformation, and people are going to die because of me. This is a pastor, yep. 
And uh, I had a doctor trying to tell me that the other day, and he was like, "This or this or this," and I was like, "Bro, I don't think you understand my positions." Yeah. And then he wanted to argue with me, and it do, but like, it doesn't matter. Like, but we're we're the we're cra- facing leg- like we're crazy. We're, we're the crazy ones. We're ter- me and you are terrorists, Jordan. I didn't know how that happened, but we're terrorists. We're murderers. We're a threat to all of society, and our ideas are terrible. And we're gonna are gonna lead to more deaths. The government has always been safe. Everything they've ever done has only been for the benefit of the citizens. And there's no reason to be skeptical whatsoever, Jordan. There's about no what there's no reason now. to be skeptical when the CDC, the director of the CDC, May 16 tweeted, "The science is clear. If you're vaccinated, <laughs> you are safe." The vaccines work. You can take off your mask. There is no risk of disease or hospitalization. If you're vaccinated, you need to. You are not safe. You need to wear a mask. If what? you're unvaccinated, you are not safe. And if you're not, wear, yes, you need to wear a mask. Yeah. But why? Yeah, so why, that guy why, said that. Why are we then, going back into lockdowns? Right. Because he either lied or was wrong. Either one of those options are reasons that we probably shouldn't listen to the dude again. And that's all we're saying. We're saying that y'all's story is flip-flopped so many times. And the cost that you're putting on the weight of regular American citizens at, with these lockdowns and with these measures is greater than the cost of COVID. That's right. what I'm saying. But you don't understand it because it hasn't been two years since this yet. Exactly. So all you're, you're in the middle of it going, maybe if we blow up everything, it will get, we'll get better. And it's like, no, we have to ride this ship afterwards, dummies. Not only that, if you challenge the science that obviously wasn't clear, you're flagged for disinformation. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, Which like, is just nuts. It's, dude, it's, it's completely wild. Mike Cernovich, we're going we're gonna to wrap this thing up here in the next five minutes. Mike Cernovich did a poll. If you got the vaccine, how do you feel about this eight-month booster stuff? I mean, it's, it's so interesting. Do- Donald Trump did an interview this morning, and he hit on this thing hard. He goes, I can see – he goes, Pfizer and these vaccine companies. He goes, with this booster shot now, he goes, this is pure, purely about money because they will make billions and billions of dollars on every single booster shot. Cernovich did tw- – um, he goes, to all my vaccinated friends, if you got the vaccine – how do you feel about this eight-month booster shot? 30,000 people voted. 3% of them said, I want, I, will ta- I want more jabs. 30% of them said, I feel betrayed and lied to. 9% of them feel neutral. Signs just changed. Uh, and then 60% just said show results, which I'm guessing that 60% are not vaccinated. But out of the – Right, because they're, they're going, I don't want to say anything, but I don't want to see the answer. <laughs> but I want to see the answer. But 30%, only 3% of the people that took the vaccine said, hey, I'm going to take the booster. Let's have another. Where you had 30% uh, say, hey, I feel lied and betrayed. Well, hey, man, I'm going to jump off of here. I got a phone call coming in in a minute. All right. Well, brother, we will, everyone that's listening. It was good doing another one, man. Everybody check out the sitcom that we're doing if you can. Uh, we're starting a sitcom. We're fundraising for it right now. So please go to my Instagram, click the link in the bio and look at it. It's a, it's awesome. It's going to be funny. It's going to be great. We're at like four grand right now. Slow growing. We're just trying to get to 20. So we'll see what happens. I love it. Well, that's going to be it for today's podcast. Don't forget guys. I mean, these, these podcasts are completely ad free. One way that you can give back is one, leave a review if you haven't already. Number two, share the podcast. Tag us on social media. 
Um, we, and then we'll repost it, we'll reshare it. And then one thing I'm really excited about that we're going to be doing the first week of September is we are launching Speak Truth Without Fear virtual community nights. Um, we're going to do um, we're going to probably start once a month and see how they go. Um, so all you got to do is go to speaktruthwithoutfear.com. And then if you scroll down a little bit, you put in your email and then we will send you right away a uh, welcome email and in there the Zoom link, uh, which I believe it's the first Wednesday of September, but there'll be more information coming out in the next week, which again, we're so excited about. But again, thank you guys for the support. Thank you for the love. We'll see you next week. Peace.